0: Why why do I google ghosts in the shell and the first thing that comes up is the fucking Scarlet Joe movie? What the is fuck?
1: It, that's the most recent thing, so that's what's going to appear.
0: No.
2: That sucks. Well, uh, I'm going to do a 3 to 1 mark. Good you idea. need to keep that in. <laughs> i just, yeah, I'll find a way to yeah. I'll find a way to use it. Okay. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to the Great Gut. What? What? What, what
0: just happened? What? I, <laughs> you have never been on that
1: show. I think you just tried to steal oh the from Jackson. And then, this was your attempt at uh, at
0: wow. Holy shit! The Great Ghost in the Shell. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I actually okay truth be told I actually was gonna I had a gag set up where I was gonna call call oops all anime the great goddamn project but I just <laughs> there was supposed to be set up as well which there was not I just claimed to be on a different I mean podcast. I
0: guess we could talk about the Gundam I watched
2: <laughs> you know what let's let's do that <laughs> Ryan yeah. have you watched any anime <laughs> <laughs>
0: I watched the first two episodes (laughs) of 0079 the other night. It's fucking great. It's a fucking great show. It's a good show. I don't... Yeah. I'm not sure I understand... Look, people have taste, but I don't understand why people are like, It's an old show. I can't get into it. Dog, this shit is for me. It is like very old animation paired with jazz whenever something dramatic happens it's my shit it's so good the fucking like
2: i think it's called enemy territory is the song that play like the like the basically Char is up to some ill shit mm-hmm. music yes. it's incredible <laughs> yeah but I'm going <laughs> oh god i for all the things that i like about other shows in Gundam later there aren't that many that did music the way that first one did that is remarkable. Um, Fly
0: Gundam is the best. Best fucking song. It's great.
2: And, and, and you'll get really nostalgic. If, if you continue to watch Gundam, you will get really nostalgic about the, the, like, the Amuro song ending.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good, too.
2: All right. Well, uh, we're actually not here to talk about Gundam, despite <laughs> everything that has happened so far in this podcast. <laughs> um, we're here to talk about... Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence the second Is it the second Ghost in the Shell movie or did they make Winded fucking like Solid State Society or whatever come? I don't Solid know whatever it's, to... it's it's called 2
0: It's the second Ghost in the Shell movie I think It came okay. but it, well, it came I'm after, after the show right? It was made after the mm-hmm. show so I don't know 2006 was when Solid State Society happened um and okay. then Innocence came out originally in 2004 so radical. There you
2: go. Sick. So uh, we watched that. Uh, I think we've all seen it before. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yep. Um, but this, I think, for all of us, this is a this is a revisiting that we haven't done in quite some time. Yeah. And uh, I don't like. I well, I guess we'll start off the way we always do. I got really thrown off by the the. Great Gundam Project goof?
0: Uh, bring it back. Whatever the bring
2: fuck that was. Um, is, uh, Jen, can you give us a quick summary of,
1: of the plot? Uh, I'll do my best to try. Um, <laughs> so, there's a series of malfunctioning gynoids that are currently killing their owners, and Bato and Togusa are assigned to track them down and find out more information. Along the way, they end up shooting up a mafia base. Um, Togusa gets, I mean, Bato gets hacked into and has a brief break from reality. They end up tracking down the person who was responsible for some of its AI to this island, this lawless island colony, where further mindfuckery sort of stuff happens until the major having... Backing up for one moment, this is a direct follow-up from Ghost in the Shell 1, where the Major effectively abandoned her body and became one with the internet, and, uh... Hell yeah. <laughs> Goals. She essentially comes out of nowhere to save them from the mind loop that they're currently stuck in, and from there they travel over to the Ginoin Manufacturer's, um, battleship base, and, um end up blowing up and rescuing the children ch- trapped within. Because what they're doing is essentially imprinting uh, the minds of actual children onto these Shinoids, for realism's sake. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's really about it. They see the Major one more time. Um, Bato has a moment where he sees a girl being given a doll, and he's like, Oh, how about that? And then credits.
0: That's in your
2: summary, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like
2: someone gets given a doll.
1: What's well, the last shot of the film? But yeah, um, it's a
0: it's a, it's, a, I guess it's, it's a it's a poignant shot.
1: I don't know.
2: What do you want? And as as it cuts back to to Bateau holding his 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 basset hound, "Don't you forget about me" begins to play.
0: It's a movie where multiple <laughs> monologues happen about the analog between humans and dolls. I think that's fair. I guess that's fair.
2: I mean, it, it's it's a it's a closing stinger, but on its own, I felt
0: like...
1: Yeah, bit, I, yeah. Well, yeah whatever. I, I was a bit uneven with my explanation there.
2: It's a hard movie to explain.
0: It's yeah. In a quick form. There's a lot happening. So.
1: There's both a lot happening and very little happening. I feel like 90% yes. of this movie is philosophical debates, or just spouting lines that they've memorized mm-hmm. from various philosophers and being like, oh, you're quoting that person again, huh? And then... Just immediately going into a back and forth where the, then the person complaining about the philosophy quotes their own philosophy.
0: Yes, the thing I've realized with this movie is that when it's done well, it's totally my shit. <laughs> like, yes, I do want to hear people, I, people's ideologies repeated back and forth while interesting shots happen. Please fuck me I, up. <laughs> I I enjoyed it and it was executed
2: well, but I kept I kept like having moments where I was just like you must be really insufferable <laughs> like really insufferable <laughs> yeah uh, just like everyone especially, has like 50 especially
0: parables. that scene towards the end where it's a big action scene and then the major rattles off philosophy and then Bato's like what are you doing <laughs> we gotta go <laughs> Yeah. Bato's like, if you you've been out of the
2: game for a while, let me remind you, we do this, we do the philosophizing in between shooting people. <laughs> while we're shooting people, we stop.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then there's that, there's also that scene where Togusa gets brought in to have a small chat with the chief, who's basically telling him in a roundabout way to keep his eye on Bato. But then he comes out of the meeting. Bato's like, what did you talk about? And Togusa just rattles off the line one need not be Caesar to understand Caesar, and then Bato just is like, oh, okay, yeah, let's let's jump off that for a bit. <laughs> so
2: ba- Bato said, you
0: ain't just whistling Dixie, and then they jump in their hot rod at me. <laughs> My favorite one was the freaking... Oh, I don't remember the line. Oh, why well, I'm, I'm mad that I didn't write the line down, but the one where he, they're talking about Kim, and he's like something about a horse and being an ass or whatever. Mm-hmm. and the way that whenever they do the time loop he says it again and he's like i said that before what yeah <laughs> like the fact that he fixated it on that line is really funny to me and really good mm-hmm.
1: yeah the line was something along the lines of an ass that goes on a journey does not return a horse
0: right it's so this movie's weird because it has like three different translations <laughs> Um, oh only there's... 3 huh I uh well, there's <laughs> In... <laughs> so and here's the here's the fucked up thing there's there's the subtitles right and mm-hmm. then I looked on the wikipedia page there was a dvd controversy where the subtitles included sound effects also <laughs> so they so they re- they gave people refunds and then and then gave them the option to buy the movie with, like, the proper subtitles. So that's another, like... Seeing this movie in 2004 must have sucked really hard. But one, because there was no dub. Um, you had to wait a few years for that. And that was produced in Europe by a different company. And then it was redubbed in 2009. Um, and they just re-recorded everything. And also the lines are, diff- it's, like, slightly different. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> It's very weird. So I
2: uh, watched it in a very official capacity, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And when I right-click on my file here and go to subtitles, (laughs) here are my options. Disable, (laughs) of course. Mm -hmm. Official translation. Subs for English dub. Subs for American dub. Subs for audio commentary. Subtitles by 3XR. Subtitles by KAA.
0: Subtitles by Thora. I can't believe they had... Because the first subtitle... Oh, I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. I have to add, um, because I just noticed this. After each one of the official ones, in parentheses, it says ass.
0: To (laughs) indicate that they're very bad, I assume. I can't believe that because... The first dub was done by European company. They have to make the distinction between European... No, English subtitles and American subtitles.
2: But at least they're not,
0: like... At least they're not, like, ethnocentric. They're still
2: like, hey, the American ones suck, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) God. So, yeah. That's a nightmare.
1: Both dubs were largely done by the um, cast that does that that's in the yeah. show Ghost the shell standalone complex so you have mary elizabeth mcglynn as the major um richard epcar as bateau crispin freeman as Togusa, that sort of thing
0: i think i think those two have always done the voices for the characters yeah major's the one bateau. that's always
1: cha- that's been different with various adaptations but yeah the um crispin freeman and uh richard epcar have been doing voices in the series for decades.
2: Okay. Yeah, I have an, a a particular affection for the Japanese cast, so I watched it subtitled. In fact, I <laughs> <laughs> rented it on YouTube and then found out it was dubbed and demanded a refund <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a douche. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: fair. And the way they have it so- labeled on Amazon as well... Um, the version that it's has just, the subtitles It's some mess. <laughs> yeah, the one it's that's such a mess. The one that's in parentheses, original Japanese version, if you look down on the language settings and the product information, it says English. Except that's not the case. The language is actually in Japanese, but with English subtitles.
0: What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> also, the second dub was done by Bandai Entertainment, and I didn't even know they did anime. <laughs> so Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if they knew (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah a a lot of people's hands Touch this like uh, Most of the work was done between Production IG and Studio Ghibli But
0: uh Yeah that is so weird to me that this movie was so Expensive they were like hey Disney please help
1: (laughs) Yeah Disney, Mitsubishi A bunch of other companies Have been involved within this
0: Yeah
2: That's why the cars looked so
0: nice Okay it's do beachy, we want to nice. talk about this movie aesthetically first or No, I think we just want to first. keep
2: on like basically making jokes. And okay.
0: <laughs> no, let's yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Do we want to start with like aesthetics or thematics? Where do we want to go? Because there's a lot. What's the about? difference? I don't know. So, if you...
1: visually, Well, I think you answered my question. <laughs> so visually the first half of this film reminded me a lot of the original Blade Runner movie, um, specifically mm. with the way how it lingers within specific shots, you have a long sequence where yeah. you're hanging out in Batos' future apartments, just with him yeah. feeding his dog and falling asleep on a recliner. It's, it's a very peaceful sort it's, of situation.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> he never once pets the dog, but he deeply cares about him.
2: I know, but just pet the dog.
0: <laughs> he needs to get wet dog food. <laughs> That's true, that's true. He almost, he,
2: he almost he commits, almost like, a murder
0: for... Her. Yes, yeah. he almost <laughs> commits homicide because it's a damn dog.
1: Yeah, and it's around wow. that scene where things shift into something that's a bit more surreal, followed by Resident Evil-style abstract horror going on when they get to that mansion. And, uh... Yeah, it's it's this very interesting progression of we're working with something a little more grounded at first in terms of a futuristic beat cop sort of situation, and uh, Mm -hmm. it kind of as the movie progresses, it goes further and further into dreamlike territory until it kind of pulls back a little bit at the end because shooting up a naval carrier doesn't seem quite as uh, dreamlike as that mansion sequence, but it's still a bit out oh, yeah. there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the aesthetics, especially in that, that latter half, remind me... Well, until, again, yeah. as we get to the, the you know, final scenes. Um, remind me a lot of uh, Paprika, actually. Like, especially, like, the parade sequence. And, you know, like, sure, again, the obsession yeah. with dolls, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very striking visuals there. I don't... I... It's a weird... Like, it's a weird thing to, to touch on, but, like... I don't, know. I don't even know if this is worth saying, but it was weirdly nice to see Bato again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just like that character. Yeah, he, Even though he's, like, he's kind of a piece of shit, but like, I love him. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely <laughs> he a, a does, mess. He does walk straight into the Yakuza, tells his partner he's not going to shoot anyone, and then immediately kills everybody.
2: <laughs> well, he says he'll do his best. And then he doesn't. <laughs> well, it, maybe his best is just not very good.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a specific gruffness to Batel that plays really well against Tokusa because Tokusa has a wife and kids. He just wants to survive, <laughs> and he's yeah. And the chief pairs him with the most homicidal jackass in the in the entirety of <laughs> Section Nine.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going back to art style. Um, and I i mean, I don't mean to sound reductive, but I mean, the first half of this movie, I feel like is what I want Blade Runner to be, which mm. is like Blade Runner is really concerned, at least the first one. I don't remember enough about the second one to say anything about it, but the first one, uh, thanks to Ridley Scott being weird about it, is very much like... Is Decker a a cyborg or is he a human? It's ambiguous. And then this movie's just like, no, this is, here's the politics of this world. Here's a character who clearly knows who he is living in this world and just living his dumb shitty life um, as this like agent guy. And here's him caring about his dog. And here's his apartment that he can never like walk into straightforward because the way this world works. If people, like, know your patterns, they'll fucking hack you, like, and it's, like, presented in a way that's very, like, somber. Um, It's just really great for, like, I don't know. It just pushes all my buttons and what I like and, like, world building and all of that. Just, you're getting, like, the slice of life moments in these, like, really, between these tense situations um, that I just really, really like about it. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. And there's also just like a lot of really good like, it's it's so confident in a lot of its shots where like you get you know we mentioned it before but a lot of these sequences where like characters are interacting and then they sort of run out of things to say and the shot just sort of lingers for a minute as they're just sort of looking yep. at each other and it's really strong like it's, it's very it's, effective it's yeah it's I've se- we've covered shows that have used this badly or have used it because clearly they needed a few more seconds in the episode to hit their (laughs) like schedule but like it's just so it's so effective in this movie it's
0: very like it is not afraid to just let you sit in this world for a minute it's very good Mm -hmm. Um, I was curious what y'all thought of the use of 3D um, because I think it's mostly fine here there are a few Mm -hmm. shots where it definitely shows this age but for me it's like knowing that it was used here and knowing that we we also got the fucking monstrosity that's Ghost in the Shell 2.0 <laughs> um and the way that 2.0 sort of like tries to mesh the aesthetics of this movie with that um i was wondering what y'all thought of that cuz 3D animation in anime seems like a very like early 2000s thing um and this doesn't use it in like an obnoxious way, but yeah, I don't know.
2: Hmm. I mean, the director himself said that I think I uh, said basically the strength behind Japanese animation is based on the designer's pencil and he never wants right. to do just 3D. Yeah. Um, it always needs to have a 2D foundation. And I think like for my like, I'm rarely bothered by computer animation in anime i Mm -hmm. feel like i'm bothered by two things i'm bothered by shots that are entirely computer animated and i'm Mm -hmm. bothered by like bad frame rate ones because it just it looks hard on my eyes but like i i thought like especially the like the credit sequence where they're like they're building you know some of the some of the androids i i really thought it was it added a lot to the film and and I like especially i feel like given the nature of the film when there's a little bit of like outdatedness to the the visuals i almost think that adds to it to the uncanny factor
1: mm. yeah for me it was one of the situations where i feel like it much like the much like how the film progresses into more fantastical things near the end i felt like it kind of stuck out at the beginning with some of the 3d cg cars which were already which were already very based on 1940s-style automobiles. um, That part kind of stuck out a bit, and there were certain shots in Batou's apartment that felt like they were just, oh, check out what we can do with this 3D technology. But as they push further into the... As they push further into things like the mansion or the parade, they really take advantage of the surrealness of the whole situation, and I feel like that's when the 3D shots start to shine
0: yeah the only i th- i'd say the only part that the only part of the movie where the 3d bothered me really was that intermission sequence with the parade and all that mm-hmm. when they yeah with that shot with the cg elephant and i was like that looks like garbage um but that's the only part where i was like okay everything yeah. else was used pretty effectively i thought
2: well, and I also, like, again, like, I thought that added to the uncanniness. Like, it's, you know, yeah. it's supposed to be, like, the sort of creepy, unsettling thing. So I thought that the shots sure. were were kind of low-res there actually worked in its favor, to a degree. Sure. I was
1: fascinated by the design of the helicarrier they arrive in. Like, there was something very organic, yet artificial about the way the... It had literal bird wings that had all these various points of articulation as it was landing and it was such a striking visual
2: yeah seemed like a really impractical design to me i don't know (laughs) oh absolutely (laughs) it's definitely
1: impractical it's just very cool to look at
0: sure fair enough uh i mean do we want to talk about the convenience store scene yeah i mean speaking of good uses of 3d like so
2: when when we mentioned like when you were like hey do you do you you two want to cover like ghost in the shell 2 for uh for this like two scenes popped into my mind immediately and the the like larger looming presence of the two was the convenience store scene the other ones you know the the end right the last scene on the carrier Mm -hmm. but like the convenience store scene is just i feel like better than like honestly better than any piece of fiction i've ever seen it conveys how scary the idea of getting hacked could be
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: it's fucked because yeah what happens is i mean i think you mentioned it in your summary but just to recap um bato has formed a habit now of going to this one convenience store because they have the dog they're the only place that has the dog food that he buys um so because of that habit he's able to get hacked he doesn't know it he goes inside and his eyes get hacked And they start, like, basically the hacker starts, like, presenting threats to him and makes him, like, shoot himself as though he's being shot by someone else. And the moment where all of that, like, you know, it's just this moment of, like, oh, shit, like, everything's on. And he's, like, you know, running and, like, firing. And then the moment where it all disperses and you're like, fuck. (laughs) Like, just the effect of that illusion is really is really scary.
0: And it has the best subtle touch where... The lighting just changes just just slightly enough. Like when he walks in it looks like a it looks like a convenience store that has the lighting that you would you would associate with a convenience store and then when his mind resets it has this very warm color palette to it and you just see like the destruction that he causes and it's just really just ah. That change in color palette really messed me up.
1: Mm -hmm. Both moments where characters are taken out of this uh, brain hacking sequence. It's this hard cut where their partner has a device connected directly to their back of their head. And it's this very scary moment of, oh, I totally wasn't in control at all back then, was I?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: both of those. I mean, I think the... um... I think the, the convenience store one is stronger because with Togusa becomes obvious pretty or like pretty much immediately yeah. that he's being yeah. hacked. But um it's still, you know, a good sequence. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The yeah. the little tell that they use is also very funny because the way they get out of it is, oh, the major knows exactly my philosophy bullshit, so <laughs> She, she introduced <laughs> us to this world with the word that meant golem, which means false situation. And then she shuffled the playing cards a bit up further into our dream to make it the symbol of death. So clearly we're in a bad place.
0: <laughs> so here's a really cool touch that I didn't even pick up on until I read more on it. But the major is also there when he gets mine hacked. He's in the convenience store, and just as he's, like, going to the aisle, there's a woman who says you're in the kill zone, and then walks out of the store. Mm, right. Huh. Fucking good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good because it's such a thing you'd miss, and you're like, wait, that happened, Then that was totally the major, because who else would have known? Yeah, so. it's,
2: I mean, like, at the moment, like, when she says it, it makes a big impression, but everything that happens afterwards is so, like, shocking that you kind of forget. Totally. Yeah.
1: I I think there's something to be said with the. I feel like with Ghosts in the Shell, we're talking about that, and I feel like the main thing everyone usually focuses on is the major in her character arc. But there's something about removing mm-hmm. her entirely from two, except from being on the sidelines and popping in every now and then to to save or assist the other members of Section Nine. That her lack of presence adds so much to this film like i i do feel like there's good stories that focus entirely on her but it's nice to see that the world has strength on its own and and doesn't need her to do all the heavy lifting especially with the other characters
0: i like it too because it is such a really good meditation on loss for me where Like, she's not there, but also she's always there. Um, And especially being told from Bata's point of view. um, And he's very clearly still, like, trying to process that grief. Like, whenever somebody brings up the major to him, he just, he does not want to talk about it Mm -hmm. at all. And, like, he constantly thinks about her. And to have that feeling represented in the text, where, like, she is in the corner of your eye during a scene and you it blink and you you'll miss it like mm-hmm. that is very effective
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i mean even when she finally shows up there's like there's a quiet moment as she's getting ready to hack or maybe no it's just after and bato's like i mean are you are you happy now and she says i'm at peace which is like that's that's what a dead person says it's, it's
0: very little. <laughs> and then her doll collapses on the fucking ground yeah um
1: And it it comes back to the thing they've been saying there's a phrase that's been repeated throughout um especially towards the end where it talks about death being a situation where at the last moments in your life you're like a puppet on a doll cart that has its strings cut and she essentially cuts her own strings at the end of that part
0: god yeah jesus yep god (laughs) totally
2: Hmm. yeah i don't know it's it's a movie that i don't know like when we watched it's it's weird because i'm getting such similar vibes to paprika as i mentioned Hmm. but like paprika is a movie that i respected but kind of couldn't get into same um and this movie does so i mean a a big part of it is like you know i sort of made the joke of of like like goals but like no seriously (laughs) i the major has has done what is basically like my dearest dream and she fucking rules i would love (laughs) to abandon my body and just become on the internet or some other you know amorphous way of being sure but also examining how that's like hard on the people who haven't followed her is really interesting and you know it's i don't know this this i'd forgotten how much i like this movie
0: yeah no what did you think of uh kim and that whole sequence Cause, cause we're also talking about somebody who like, uh, is enraptured by this idea of being a perfect being or being a God and, mm-hmm. um, turn yourself into this, uh, form of doll or form of Android, um, in order to chase perfection, um, which I thought was inter- it was an interesting contrast between the two yeah
2: and I mean like if you look at like I mean the- there are a lot of ways in which there's a good contrast where it's like hi- like Kim's pursuit is like okay I'll come up with an artificial perfect form whereas you know the the majors like forms like having a form is the mistake in the first place mm. um, and then like the majors just kind of chill about it and shows up to help people whereas kim is like no listen i'm going to trap you in here with me so i can talk about philosophy for an hour (laughs) (laughs) like, dude shut the fuck up (laughs) um i found like i found him a really interesting character and unbearable in all the ways i think i was supposed to
0: yeah no he's great (laughs) (laughs) the way he uh the way they figure him out, and then he, like, goes into the, like, small doll and then runs away.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: And then, and then Bato just shoots the doll, and he's like, <laughs> like I said, I don't have time for this bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then they cart him to the... They, they cart him to a remote situation while Bata is going into the battleship, so they could basically just use him as a dummy while also hacking into that company's systems so the company just straight up fries that dude's brain
2: yeah so okay yeah. i can i can cut this if i have to if i'm cutting too close to home here uh but jen as a person with a mind control fetish how does being made to be used as a human vpn <laughs> register? <laughs> Oh um, God
1: <laughs> well, uh, since I'm called out uh <laughs> if if it w- is this if it's a situation where the company' were hacking through the VPN would fry me completely to the point where I have no backup or anything like that that I can be recovered from, then fuck that shit.
2: <laughs> you're you're upset that Togusa didn't give Kim a safe word.
0: God, he did <laughs> use him as a VPN. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that's so fucked up. He was he, he was like, Bato, are you there yet? Not yet, I'm still infiltrating. Okay, great. I gotta <laughs> download a couple I gotta download the new Avengers movie. <laughs> yes, it's the year is like 2032 and they're still making these fucking things.
1: <laughs> and Disney's just like we're gonna fry you. <laughs> point, point. Yeah,
2: no, it's actually actually fucking like uh, locus Solus isn't the ones who got him is <laughs> <It's> the
0: torrent. <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, that part was fucked up. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, that's that's a rough way to go.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: So here's the part that I have talked around and now it's time to talk about. Okay. What Do you know what the Japanese title of this movie is?
0: Uh, Ghost in the Shell Innocence? No. Okay.
2: Because <laughs> Ghost in the Shell isn't called Ghost in the Shell in a lot of Japan. It's called oh. Mobile Armored Riot Police Innocence. Oh. Which huh. is to bring up the subject of, for all the things I have to say about this, it's about a bunch of cops. Yeah. Um... And, I don't know, I, like, I'm fucking 30, (laughs) 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 y'all. And it's like, when I was younger, it was like, okay, well, the police are looking out for us. That's great, because I was a fucking white kid, and it was fine. And then I got older, and I was like, man, fuck the police. And that part hasn't changed, but it's like, but it's not like I don't like the idea of law enforcement. Laws, I guess, should be enforced, but, like... I don't know, this is this is a show, this is a movie, about some cops who are very violent, and also, like, Bato especially doesn't mm-hmm. care much for the pretense of, like, following the law to the letter. He's very, like, yeah, as, as we mentioned with the Yakuza scene, he's very much, like, goes to Yakuza Den and, like, baits them into shooting at him so he can murder all of them.
0: There is literally a scene where they get yelled at for shooting up the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. And then Bato goes, well, if they were really, uh, really mad at me, they would have just fired me by now. So,
1: so yeah, there, there's two things with me for this. One, if you're looking at Ghost in the Shell as a larger series, this is something they absolutely address. The They make no bones about it that this world, and specifically Section 9, is a fucked up organization who has rights beyond what they're supposed to have they're basically a they're basically um they're basically a fascist organization for the government and they say almost at they say almost that with as many words in the very first episode of standalone complex and it's just the thing of that reality where behind the scenes if you if you pay attention to what they're saying, they're absolutely saying this organization is screwed up and it should not exist. But that isn't touched on as much here. Like, they do get a bit into... If you're looking at the way that they're secretly egging on um, Bato to do what he does, even when he gets on the surface yelled at. But it's not near. The commentary on that isn't nearly as prevalent in this movie so if this is your only reference frame of reference for ghosts in the shell then a lot of that will be more background material than something that you can see out of the open
0: yeah i don't know it's tough for me because like i did have moments where i was brought out of it by that like really weird like oh Wacho just shot up a Yakuza club and on some level I find it funny but also that's really fucked up and nobody should be allowed to do that Mm -hmm. um at the same time like on the whole I don't know if I was that bothered by it one because I mean I'm a Twin Peaks fan (laughs) that show has a really dumb relationship with the FBI um and so I'm used to... Well, it, the thing I'm about to say is about like really sad, right? Where it's like I'm used to watching shows that have characters as arbitrary authority figures, right? Um, but also, there's a level of characterization where I didn't necessarily feel like... I felt like the fiction, at least here, was at least in on it to an, to an extent... Where it was like, I feel like the movie knew that the things that were happening were objectionable. Um, I think for and, the most part, I
2: agree. But there's the there's the scene where Bato goes to find a contact and like roughs him up to get information and calls in a yeah, favor, and that felt totally. very uncritical.
0: Totally, yeah. No, I agree. I don't like that scene mm-hmm. either. Um, yeah, Those, yeah. Like, when I say like I have moments, like that's definitely one of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but the moments where it is a little more self aware about it, um, and like I always felt, even though it's a very hyper focused story, I always felt like there were the movie had, like knew that there were ramifications for these actions, like the the like, convenience store scene, mm-hmm. and I feel like the the parts where it sort of peeled that back and showed us. The larger world outside of what they were doing uh feel like that like that is what separates my feelings for this android story to something like near automata for example
1: mm-hmm. there's also i feel like the moments where the the um the moments where you get to see How the rest of the world views Section 9 when they're interfacing with other police groups is very telling. Like, when they go and swoop in on the ginoid case that another police precinct's looking at, they get very up in the face of Section 9, basically being like, you're not supposed to be able to do this, but I guess since you have higher authority, go right ahead. And then there's that scene where they get to a crime scene before the actual homicide detectives are there and they're communicating using only their brains which immediately like they switch they switch it off when they're talking about some they switch to talking through their brains when they're talking about some pretty serious stuff which tells me that they're not supposed to be talking about that or touching the crime scene at all and uh they Bato even steals something from the crime scene which doesn't really Add much except that the face ends up being one of the girls at the end. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a situation where when the cops finally show up, they're like, "Oh, you're those Section Nine motherfuckers!" If I I swear, if anything in this crime scene has been disturbed at all.
0: <laughs> also, if you want to talk about like uncritical examinations of police forces, I watched the first episode of Standalone Complex after this, and boy. <laughs> It is so much worse. (laughs) To the extent that, like, it's the same voice cast, but man, it is just such a straightforward, like, watch some cops, like, shoot some people, the show. And I'm like, damn, I don't want to watch this, Mm -hmm. actually.
1: I feel like the show gets a bit... I I feel like the show strikes a bit better balance the further you get into it. But yeah, it's... Hmm. They benefit from having a... Standalone story in Ghost in the Shell 2 to the point where they're able to balance the tone a lot better because they only have ninety six minutes to work with.
2: Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to to bring up and get your thoughts on is um, it's weird to me how okay I'll just I'll just say it straightforward like and this isn't necessarily a problem but like for a movie about like what it means to be human and like the soul and like what parts of us can we remove i know it's from 2004 so it's not like the most cutting edge but there are no questions about gender in here like who cares that the major is now just an ai she's still a she um Mm -hmm. and i mean you know obviously that's valid if that's her pick but like it's it's striking to me coming back to it how little that seems to be a thing that they're interested in
0: you saying that makes me so like somebody's gonna write this movie but queer. That's that makes me excited. I want if you if you did this, please add us. <laughs> That'd be great.
1: Yeah. The other thing is these are that is a specific theme they already touch about on again in the show itself and the first movie. Like there's a there's a moment where they're in the first movie they catch the they catch a version of the robot slash ghost that's been terrorizing the area and it's distinct it's distinctly a male coded voice within a female shell and they use that opportunity to talk about that a little bit and not in a transphobic way
2: well as i remember i mean like not like transphobic but and it's been a while but i remember it's just kind of like like whoa isn't this freaky Hmm. I mean, like, I don't remember them doing. A, maybe I'm just misremembering, but I don't remember them doing a lot with the idea of of the puppet master being this like a gender being.
1: Yeah, it, it probably wasn't that heavily got touched on. I, I do know that in standalone complex, they heavily imply that uh, the major's trans and she chose that specific body for a reason. Hmm.
2: Yeah, standalone complex, as I recall, specifically says that she was a little girl when she got like injured. So.
1: Yeah, maybe I'm misremembering
0: that. <sighs> Do you know what I'm not misremembering? The fucking design they give her in Standalone Complex. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Do not into it. No, you Very. know what? That's that's actually, Do there's not. an explanation
2: for it. Uh, Masamune Shiro sex- uh, says that no. basically no. it was to no. make it inconspicuous because no. you would never no. guess that she's a military no. cyborg when she looks mad horny.
0: <laughs> God, oh. shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God. Yeah. Her design in the original was not like that, mm. right? I'm not... I'm not misremembering. Oh, you're misremembering. I mean, she they're...
1: she takes all her clothes off to go invisible. But it was, was
2: it like that? Was it, it, it was she wasn't wearing like uh like,
0: uh, uh, a fucking again, like, ballet. I googled the fucking unitard, anime but... and then I got the movie. Fuck.
2: <laughs> she wasn't wearing a, an anime like a, a, a... <sighs> Let me start over. She wasn't wearing a <laughs> ballet unitard, but she was. It it, it was still still a problem (laughs) yeah
1: there's also moments in standalone complex at least in the first few episodes where they're having a talking scene with the major and another character and they keep sometimes they'll just cut to an angle of the major's uh torso and nothing else and it's like oh no
0: (laughs) okay you're right yeah okay but at least there's shots where she does wear clothes that's true. Well there are in standalone Complex not, as yeah. well. There are yes, shots yeah. not in the first episode.
2: <laughs> well, listen, first episode you just gotta you gotta get in there with what matters. You gotta show show the folks what they're getting for their money. God. Uh you work hard for the money. What were we talking about?
1: <laughs> we're talking Ghosts in the Shell's land of contrasts.
2: <laughs> Fans of the genre, though, will find a lot to love In this latest entry From two thousand and fucking four
0: I'm <laughs> um, sorry, the latest entry was The 2017 movie starring Starlet Johansson You said Starlet,
2: and I love it Starlet Johansson <laughs> Star- I mean, she is a starlet, that t- that checks
1: out uh, I was about to say something that would have spoiled would have spoiled avengers endgame and i can't do that so
0: does your audience care about the spoilers for avengers i mean
1: maybe Uh, we don't know who's listening to this
0: yes you do you would know who's a patreon (laughs) (sighs) you have a point
1: (laughs) i i don't know everyone's specific media tastes i'll put it that way
2: wait (laughs) you're wrong ryan what the latest enter the latest pr- like presentation of the major is from ghost in the shell standalone complex first assault online the free-to-play korean first person shooter
1: what oh right I, I got that it was it lasted for like a few months and it was basically a free-to-play <laughs> call of duty knockoff
0: uh,
2: what the fuck but there were drones <laughs> oh wait so call of duty has drones <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and get, they have the voice actors saying stuff during the game <laughs> sorry it's all good it
0: has drones <laughs> you realize that like call of duty i also got ghosts in the Shell levels of cyborg bullshit
2: <laughs> and but it but the women are less sexualized in call of duty are they yeah, they all they all wear full body armor. Yeah, it's all the time. It's scary. it's a
1: very different type of fantasy. It's the anyone can be a soldier kind of fantasy. Like there's the no. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, and most of your superiors are women wearing awesome armor, and it's like a situation. Make like,
0: more women spec ops,
1: basically. So
0: we're talking about this. <laughs> we are talking about the same game that has Kevin Spacey. No, in it. that's
1: that's so. uh. That's advanced oh, warfare. Oh, that's advanced. I'm talking about sorry, infinite warfare. I mixed up-
0: yeah, sorry, I mixed up advanced warfare and infinite warfare. <laughs> you fool. You imbecile.
1: <laughs>
2: <sighs> uh, for warfare to be advanced, it must end. For it to be infinite, it cannot be
0: advanced. Uh, <laughs> who said that? <laughs> uh, that's, that's Nietzsche. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
1: Should we just should we just act like characters of Ghost in the Shell now and quote a bunch of philosophy at each other? Yeah,
2: I like big butts, and I cannot lie. <laughs> that's uh, that's a mix
0: alone. Super Dash makes you invincible. <laughs> that's Socrates. It's supercharged, damn it! Oh, you, you, you always get it wrong, Ryan. <laughs> you know
1: what would be so much? You know what makes the Ghost in the Shell philosophy conversation so much better? If someone rattled off a quote and then one of them got incredibly fucking angry about the person that they're quoting, <laughs> it's like, don't get me started on this guy. He had no idea what he was talking about, and they're just there's just a constant shot of them going about their business, going to a specific place as they're still ranting about how much they fucking hate that one philosopher.
2: <laughs> I would like just one instance of, of like of like Bato being like you know, like like do or do not. There is no try. And there's silence. And Toka's like, "Is that fucking Star Wars?" And Banta's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> "All right, well, I think I think we can take it to the plug zone. Is that where uh,
0: we're at? I don't know? <laughs> I, when I was watching this, sorry, when I was watching this movie, like, okay." When I play a near when I played near Automata, I couldn't stop thinking about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the there's the uh, oh, what's Pascal the uh, the the carnival part. It's a, it's not a carnival, but it's the uh, amusement yeah. park. There we go. That's the phrase that reminded me a lot of Ghost in the Shell too. Mm. Um, I was wondering if anybody got similar vibes. Obviously, they're both stories about robots. Um, but yeah. I mean,
2: I I never got to see Bato's, like, perfectly sculpted ass, so it really didn't seem anything, like, (laughs) near (laughs) timer to me. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, there's no situation where the camera zooms under Bato's skirt and he slaps it away.
2: So, basically,
0: no. So basically you know,
2: that's fine. <laughs> basically that's we that's all the answer about, you're getting to that question. We like, were, yes, wow. No, we, we were sad.
0: talking about robot fascism and I was thinking about Near. Oh yeah, so. they, they do yeah. have
1: that whole uh, glory to Yorha, glory to mankind line, so that that's a very fair assumption.
2: And also glory to section nine. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Alright. Alright, that's fair. We, I guess we, I I didn't, didn't really know
1: where to take that, I guess.
0: No. Sorry, I mean the trash can's right over there. It's not that far. I'll take my near ranting elsewhere.
1: I I, I really do like near automata as well.
2: (laughs) Uh, All right, well, uh, Ryan, if people want to find out why near automata is bad, where can they find that on the
0: internet? God, (laughs) you can find that. There's a legit thread where I did this. Uh, You can find that at Bluest Rose on Twitter. Uh, DM me, I guess, if you want my read on near automata. I'm not going to say it here, because we're already going long, and I don't want to make people upset. Um, uh, As far as Jen and I, uh, we're, you know,
2: this is a, a patron podcast, if you don't Oh, if you wait, don't know no, our- wait,
0: no, stop talking. Firesidefriends.net, it, we're, we're bringing the podcast back, Fireside Friends is my other podcast. There we go. Uh, look out for a new episode of that. I plugged it last time with some, I was on a Scanline show, but listen, monthly podcast, whatever. It's fine anyway. Yeah. Continue.
2: I'm really glad you guys are back. It's I I this is going to sound weird. I don't mean it in any weird way. Podcasting hasn't been the same without you guys gone.
0: Oh. I appreciate that. Thank you, Six.
2: Uh as far as Jen and I, this is a this is a patron show, so if you don't know us, uh how did you get here? <laughs> yeah. um, so thank you probably unless somehow you managed no one would bother pirating this. I don't think. Uh, We're not that good. I don't know.
0: People out there pirating Gundam projects, who knows?
2: I know, but they're like big and we're like small. Well, I guess actually given the way that this started as me accidentally announcing this as the Great Gundam Project, maybe we'll end up on that pirated feed (laughs) of the Great Gundam Project.
0: (laughs) Here's a bonus episode. Uh.
2: Where they talk about human-sized mechs. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, you should know our stuff. Uh, thank you for being a patron. Thank you for supporting us. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with more Upsol Anime, but we'll also be back this week with more other podcasts because we're just doing stuff these days and it's great. Indeed. Uh, until next time, uh, 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 give me, uh, Ryan, give me, Google, I'm going to Google philosophy quote. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. the unexamined life is not worth living, Socrates. Peace.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: well, this is an unprecedented turn of events. Yeah, I, I just wanted to talk more about Nier. <laughs> 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 hello everyone we're back um this is the same episode um this is my fault i well you know what you, we can this was my idea Your we can influence. take joint responsibility right exactly um it was, it was a couple of days after the fact after we're recording and i was like i feel like we still need to talk more about this movie <laughs> Um. So so I dragged y'all back here for this little little addendum. I'm gonna have to do outro music so that there's some
0: kind of transition. I usually don't do outro. You music. brought us two in the same chat room, and I swear to God, I thought it was an intervention. I was like, "Are <laughs> we gonna have a deep talk right now?" No, we just wanted to do another one of these. Yeah,
2: I mean, I don't. There's there's a lot to unpack. I feel like I finished watching the movie like an hour before we recorded or something, right? It only looks a couple of hours, mm-hmm. but it's you know and i'd seen the movie before but i've seen it as a fucking dipshit dumbass child mm-hmm. um and i think after a couple more days to digest the material there's just so much more to talk about or at least there there is significantly more to talk about yeah. than i initially it's a, it's a dense it's a dense uh alvin <clears> 40 <throat> minutes exactly so 9S is uh, a <laughs> scanner type. <That's>
1: <laughs> You're thinking about how much you want to bleep the major, aren't you?
0: Oh my fucking god.
2: Uh, you know, I've always said that no cyberpunk movie is complete without fishing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Well, she goes swimming in the first one, I guess that's the closest thing.
1: I think I got a weird translation because I got a ending O message at the end of my
2: movie. Mmm. There you go. H- Bato ate the fish and the oil climbed up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Bato, actual things we I need to you to light about. my memories. Bato's like, sure, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, no big deal happy to hmm. so um, the main thing i i wanted was like i feel like briefly we touched on the the gender stuff but it was mostly just to be like hey i'm used to cyberpunk being queer and this isn't very queer right sure yeah. i'm not um, i'm not
0: used to cyberpunk being queer but yeah
2: <laughs> hmm well I, c- I could introduce you to some material, but yeah. um, I mean I feel like a lot of like you know the themes of cyberpunk are 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 transhuman or posthuman and being like we've ascended beyond humanity except for the gender binary, which we can never escape is like mm. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's more to the gender dynamic than that, and I feel like I did a mo- this movie a disservice. By not bringing up the fact that it's a movie about, like, I mean, the, the the setup for the movie, the the thing that sets everything into motion is that a robot is that a a company is illegally taking girls and turning them into sex dolls and then like illegally selling them and those and and, and at, in response to that as a as a reaction to that, uh, the doll the dolls are going uh, quote unquote crazy and and murdering. The men that are exploiting them yeah and then an investigation is launched by more men into the other men and it's just this whole like this whole plot about serving the the sexual desires of of this like of the upper class men without women being involved very much in the process
1: it's not just that they're not involved they're blamed for what happens because when Bato finally goes to rescue one of them she's like, okay, I I specifically changed the programming on these um, clones of myself so they would start attacking so people would notice um, and Bato basically chides her being like you didn't think about the victims, did you? You didn't think about what would happen to these people and she runs off crying and
0: yeah what? I don't know if that's the interpretation I got from that line, but I could be wrong. I don't know. What What
2: was your interpretation? Because I'm not sure it was the same one I got either.
0: No. <sighs> Shoot. Now I just, I'm, I'm fighting myself for not remembering how it goes exactly. Um. Man, I, because we didn't know, literally the end reveal is that, like, they're children who make up the sex droids, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. And I read that victim line more as, like,
1: uh,
0: Bato, I, I read it more as the other way around where Bato was like, oh, we didn't think about what could be behind why the androids are doing this, more as, like, our focus was on the harm that the androids were doing and not what we were, the harm like people were doing to bring the androids into being.
2: No, I definitely think. I mean, Bato's definitely comes across as like chewing out the girl. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I feel like the two branches of the way Bato is like one, you didn't you didn't apparently think about the fact that you were creating a bunch of murderers, Mm -hmm. which maybe wasn't their intention. It's hard to tell because like all 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 they did was mess with the process. I mean, but then like, but at that point, who fucking cares, right? (laughs) Right, but also the other part of it is. You're creating, I mean, like, given that they're get being given, you know, like, incomplete, but they're being given ghosts. They're being given, basically, this serious idea of a soul. Yeah. And so, you're intentionally creating damaged, like, traumatized souls. Yeah. And that's a messed up thing to do as well. So, I think it's a two-fold objection of Bato to being like, yeah, one, you got yeah, you got yeah. people killed, and two, you're creating, like people that are damaged at birth and that's a fucked up thing to do
1: Mm. Yeah. do you think that there might be an uncomfortable christian metaphor with the uh way that those clones work because at least back when i was someone who was religious and attended church pretty often there was this thing they continuously said where If we went out and had sex with a lot of partners, we would be giving away pieces of ourselves until there was nothing left. And the way that they handle the girls in this is is that they continuously imprint onto these androids until there's nothing left of them.
2: I think that's more a remnant of you were unfortunately raised with a particularly crazy church.
1: Yeah.
2: Um... (laughs) As a person who was also raised Christian, that was not really an idea that was in the various <laughs> churches I went to, so I don't think there are that connection. I mean, like, especially is... in Japan, where what... Christianity
0: isn't as strong. Sorry. You said, mm-hmm? those, you said you've laid out that ideology, and I'm just now processing how fucking bonkers that idea is. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> real bad. <laughs>
1: They would have pe- they would have people go up to the stage, play acoustic guitar, and be like, "Just remember, you're giving away pieces of yourself when you have sex." And it's like, yep. "Oh, jeez, this is not good."
0: Damn. What?
2: <laughs> what the fuck? Well, this is now a, uh, a pu- welcome to our newest episode of
0: "Is It Anime?" on Jen's old church. What the fuck? <laughs> Um, Bob, to the, hmm. Bob, the tomato says, "Don't lose a part of you <laughs> to someone else. Every Jesus. time you come, a little bit of your soul
2: leaves." <laughs> <laughs> uh, well then, I'm doing great. <laughs> um, where were we? <laughs> uh. Boy, this, this this
0: addendum was already a good idea. <laughs> I don't know what you expected. <laughs> I don't either. Because know? the three uh, of us are just friends. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh.
2: Yeah, I guess it's just like... I mean, would you have wanted, like, the, the one... Okay, we have two, arguably two female characters that have any real role in the story. Yeah. We have the major, who's I feel like I feel like at this point is a gender, but it's kind of I don't know. We don't really get her thoughts on the matter, mm-hmm. um, and she's also has a pretty light hand in the plot, though she is you know sort of
0: DSS Machni at a few points. Wait, did we hold on? No, I do not think it was the church thing. I just think it was the process <laughs> in which the androids were made. Yeah, no, I think I think we we did shut that okay. down. No, we didn't leave that we didn't leave that thread hanging. Okay, okay. sorry. I just wanted to make um,
2: sure. <laughs> um and then the other one was the uh I, 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 what's the word for those fucking people?
1: Ophthalmologists?
2: No, the people who do the autopsies. Coroner. Yeah, coroner. There we go. You're You're Okay. Ugh, killing it out here. <laughs> uh. Um, But yeah, so she gets a fair bit... Like, she gets a pretty lengthy scene, though she ends up not being that important in the grander scheme of yeah. things. And I don't... That scene is good, she's but cool. It also...
0: cool. I like her.
2: She's, she's cool, but it feels like... Bato and Togusa
0: kind of play her down in a way that I don't... Togusa definitely does. Bato kind of humors her for a bit. Mm. Uh, Togusa is just like, I... Because she compares, like, being a robot or, like, raising a robot to, like, raising a child. Or, like, crafting this perfect image of man um, Mm -hmm. and, like, raising a child as sort of, like, analogs. And then Toga says, just like, I have a wife and kids, and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Toga
2: says also, like, wait a minute, a woman is speaking in vague philosophical statements? How dare you? Anyway, (laughs) Bato, as I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one cannot know the plant without becoming the plant <laughs> uh, I don't know I like all the all the people that are murdered are men and that's fair enough given the message of it but also like all the Yakuza are men all the cops are men everyone's a man in this yeah it's... it just seems like a, a missed opportunity I, I would have appreciated given how things unfolded there to be someone other than a man to be like, huh, here's my thoughts on this, you know, case of sexual violence.
0: Let me tell you about a show called Twin Peaks.
2: You know what? <laughs> I, You want to talk to someone about Twin Peaks, Ryan. I am the expert <laughs> on Twin Peaks. Do, do people know the story?
0: Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's like just you and Jen. <laughs> Six Six has not seen Twin Peaks. Six only knows about Twin Peaks through the Idle Thumbs Rewatch podcast. And that's it. Which I've listened to all of twice.
2: (laughs) 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 So I know Twin Peaks really well for someone who doesn't know Twin Peaks at all.
0: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, the same thing happened in Twin Peaks was what I was saying. Well, what fact.
2: I was saying is I'm like, I'm like, I'm like the laughing man, right? I'm a, I'm a copy without an original. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's yeah. fair enough. They do, they do address that in, uh, in Twin Peaks some more, but.
1: Yeah, they, um, the autopsy scene mostly feels like it's there so you can look at the various, um, shut down androids in the creepy plastic bags, and, uh, they can show off all their cool um, effects, like putting a bullet on a table, and it tells you everything about what happened with that bullet.
0: Oh, I thought this scene was creepy as hell. Oh, yeah, definitely Just creepy. The shots they you know, also, use cool, cool. and, like, the voice on the uh, recording. That stuff was creepy. Though I did think... <laughs> It,
2: mostly the creepiness and stuff really worked for me but when they when they're about to walk away yes. and they they turn away and start to walk and then her eyes flip up that so seemed like good. it was trying a little too
0: hard <laughs> i don't know i thought that was cool in the in the world where fucking ridley scott was like is is harrison ford an android oh, i guess we'll never truly find out i'm like no this person is just a robot here's a scene of them being a robot like that's cool i don't know
2: I feel like the fact that it came at the end of being like, just a reminder, she's not really people or something. It felt, I don't know. It felt kind of clumsy to me.
0: I guess. I don't know. Maybe this was just me reading onto it, but I felt like it was more sympathetic than that. I don't know. It's just like, it, like, because she, she becomes a robot, but before then she tells, she tells them like, I'm not like, I'm, I, I you know, I'm, I don't give, I don't plan to give birth or anything like that. Um, mm. And not registered uh, to give birth or some whatever the line is, um, mm-hmm. and then they walk away, and then like didn't he's, she's not even doing it in front of them? She's just like, oh no, I don't plan on having kids anyway. I'm gonna go back to being a robot while you idiots walk out of this room.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they they do. Tokusa does seem a bit judgmental about the whole not having kids thing too, because yeah. that's literally his entire character. A don't have a ton of cybernetics within <laughs> me. Be, I have a wife and kids. Wife and kids.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, but also to be fair, in that particular scene, she's sitting there being like, this is why people who have yes. kids are broken. And he's like, uh, hang on. <laughs> have you had kids? Then shut the hell up. <laughs> Does she say
0: that, though? I she's feel like she uh, she's talking that.
2: about how people raise kids at, because they're trying to clone themselves and it's just, you know, like the same instinct as trying to create an android. And I'm not sure I disagree <laughs> with her. But yeah. I can see also from Togusa's perspective why he'd be like, "If you haven't had one, don't talk shit." Yeah.
0: And I guess for me, as the viewer, I'm like, "Yeah, robots and humans might as well be the same at this point." I'm I'm on board with this lady's philosophy, and then I'm just looking at Togusa like, "What what's your fucking deal, dude?" <laughs> My fucking deal, he says, with is that with I have a wife and kids. <laughs> is that I respect
2: the purity of the human body.
0: And women.
2: <laughs> you- Togus out there being like, did you know at the original Olympics, they didn't even wear clothes. They were just out there appreciating the pure human form.
0: <laughs> How the fuck did he get married? <laughs> <laughs> we never see his wife. <laughs> never not no, you do. once you do
1: in the credits is... you
2: see well not in this movie sorry okay you see his wife in standalone complex at the end of an episode about a stock like a stockbroker. because the end of it is a can i just spoil this random one-off episode sure
1: oh yeah so, this one
2: so the reveal is that the the stockbroker's been dead for ages, but he wrote an AI that basically buys and sells stock and makes a ton of money. Um, and and there and Toga is doing the investigation, but he's also having financial troubles, trying to raise a family. Um, and then like the the last shot is like he he closes up the case and he's like gonna go to bed. And then like his wife was like goes to turn off the computer because it randomly turned itself back on, and that was weird. And as we're about to cut to credits, you see that the AI has been installed on his computer and he's gonna make a bunch of money, because I guess one of the other members of, of Section 8 decided he needed some money. Or section nine, excuse me.
1: There is that other episode too where it it was involving that uh rich diplomatic immunity kid and uh his uh, robotic girlfriend, and they find out that well, Togusa's wife is watching a old movie, and he finds out because she's watching that movie that the lines that they were trading were from a old black and white film. Yeah. But yeah, uh, main thing about Togusa is it throughout the series, his main characteristics are very close minded and wary of machines to the point where he carries a service action revolver um, and that's why people like him because he's the only one who doesn't have robotic stuff in it, and apparently they need to have a different viewpoint so what?
2: He's, he's just a fucking he... he's just a fucking like christian boy like conservative <laughs> like old school southern boy who they have to play nice to the fucking white people
0: the that's like if you played near Automata and, like, Ash Ketchum was there. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, oh, we like to keep this asshole around who doesn't like us, specifically. No, it,
2: it totally, it makes sense because they, as, as the police, they would have to have someone to deal with, like, people who resist cyberization and they need, they need someone to be like, no, look, he's, he's a fucking backwards loser like you. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, they don't talk about that much in this movie, but I do like that, yeah, that moment where uh, Bato's about to storm the Yakuza HQ, and, and Tokus is like, wait a minute, you're not going in there, and Bato's like, don't worry, I'm not counting on you and your stupid fucking revolver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great.
2: Uh. Man, no, that's basically all I wanted. Wow, this went longer than I expected. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> yeah, we. we this is about as long as I twin expected. Peaks.
1: <laughs> twin Peaks and how messed up Christianity can be, and
0: us. Imagine us doing a brief podcast. <laughs> Not possible. Mm.
2: All right. Well, I guess uh, does anyone else have anything they need to they need to get in here?
0: You could say this movie is complex, and you can also say this movie is. Stand Alone.
1: You should watch standalone Complex. It's good.
0: It's a movie for kids, so let's be adults. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, where can people find you on the internet?
0: We played before. Are we going to do it again? All right. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh do, they, do anything new you want to drop no, in here nothing changed we're recording okay. like three days later
2: yeah all right that's very fair
0: um <laughs> bye i guess